Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. There's a lot going on um, this morning, and it's um, really a challenge for the preacher because we're, what, what is it that we are to focus on? And really this day is an invitation to this most holy week um, in which God's redeeming love is made known to the world. Um, I just want to leave you with three images about Jesus um, that I think really help us understand why it is that Jesus had to die. There's this, you know, there's, there's this uh, temptation, I think, especially in our culture, the way in which Jesus' death has been talked about, um, that it makes God seem like, uh, sometimes like a divine child abuser, right? Like, like God's wrath was so angry that, that the wrath had to come out on someone, and luckily Jesus got between us and, and God and took God's um, anger upon himself. And I think that those images of talking about um, God do great damage to understanding um, why um, Christ dying for us is really good news. Um, it's not good news because, um, you know, Jesus' dad um, killed him rather than us. It's really good news um, because it says something very deeply about a God who loves. That we remember that on the cross, Jesus, who is God, is up there. It's not that God... Uh, picked a random person to punish, um, but, that, but that God did what we were unable to do. So the three images. The first one is, is that Jesus is in the prophetic tradition. So why did Jesus die? Because Jesus was a prophet. And it's what happened to prophets is they got, they got killed. Nobody likes a prophet. <laughs> Nobody does. Right? All, all, if you want to know what a prophet is, the prophet is the one who sits there and says to you the things that are true and you don't want to hear. You know, you probably really shouldn't eat that. That's not the healthiest for you. You know, uh, you know why don't you quit smoking? Um, right? So those are sort of personal prophetic things. And you're just like, after a while, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear this anymore. And this is what the prophets did. They came and they called Israel. They called the people of God back into relationship and, and, and turning the world over. And, and what happened to prophets? Prophets were killed. Remember when Jesus goes uh, his first sermon in Luke chapter 4 and he's in the synagogue in Nazareth and, and he begins to read um, the, the scroll from Isaiah and what is it that they try to do? They're so angered at his claim of being like God that they go and drive him out of town over to a mountain and they try to push him off. So prophets are the ones um, who are killed and Jesus is a prophet. Um, Jesus is teaching. Sometimes people will sit there and go, oh, well, it's because Jesus' teachings um, were somehow so unique and and in reality, like Jesus' moral teachings just stand in line of good Jewish moral teaching. We even saw it in today's reading from Isaiah when Isaiah talks about turning your cheek to the one who is hitting you. So Jesus is a prophet and prophets are killed. Jesus is a priest. 
and priests act on behalf of people. Um, priests offer things to God on behalf of the people. And so Jesus, one of the images that is given to him as the great high priest, and Jesus offers to God what we would like to say we would do, but cannot do. The reality is, is that human beings, despite our best efforts, generally fail at the things um, that we commit ourselves to. I'm coming to the end of Lent, and I can tell you, I broke my Lenten rule so many times, <laughs> right? And it's not because I'm a bad priest. I'm just human, right? Um, and, and I think there's a sense in which those Lenten fasts and those Lenten rules are a way of reminding ourselves that, you know, there's sometimes when you can do it, there's sometimes, but there's other, a lot of other times, and suddenly you're like, well, you know, I know I said I was going to be a vegetarian for Lent, but gone over to someone's house, and they've got some meat, and I can't be rude, so yeah, I'll take the steak, right? <laughs> and, 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 and so it's just good hospitality, you know. Um, but, but we're really good at reasoning out the things that we commit ourselves to doing. And the thing is, is that Jesus doesn't do that, right? Jesus is God. Um, but, but on the same hand, Jesus is fully human at the same time. And so Jesus knows what it's like to be us and to be tempted. Jesus knows what it's like to sit there and have someone say, well, you know, don't, don't, don't worry. Um, you, you know, nobody, will, nobody will tell if you go on and you just you know, do this thing you said you weren't going to do. So Jesus is able to offer to God something we would love to do but are unable to do. And the last one is, is that Jesus is king. Jesus shows us what um, real kingship is like. We kind of miss sort of the irony um, of Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem. Um, Pilate would have spent most of his time in his palace on the sea. And he had built, like, they built this, like, amazing Roman city. And, and that's where he would have spent most of his time. But in order to be, um, um, you know, sort of gracious to the people, uh, to, to show goodwill, he would come to Jerusalem for the feasts, and he would be with the people. It was also a way of sort of rubbing his uh, thumb at them to remind them that um, the king that they have is not the king that they want. Um, and, and so he would have come into the city and he would have had an amazing like war horse. Like they would have found the very best war horse and you like saw this thing coming in and you saw all the people walking with him and you would be just like, holy cow, this guy must be someone who's really amazing. And here comes Jesus on a borrowed donkey. Right, so, so, so here's Pilate with his war horse, with, with, with all of his soldiers who are coming into the city and, 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 and showing him who's, who's powerful. And Jesus, who is king, comes in on a borrowed donkey. And, you know, I mean, it would be kind of like, no offense to anyone who owned a Ford Pinto, but it would be, you know, it would be like someone coming in on a Ford Pinto and you're just saying like, well, is that really the best you can do? Right? Um... And so Jesus shows that God's kingdom is not won by violence, but by having violence embraced against you. We can see this right now, what's going on in Russia, and we see the, the horrific violence that is going on over there. And, 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 
and the images are something that just breaks my heart, but this is what, this is what the world's powers do. Some do it less than others, but all of them at some point in order to maintain power will commit acts of violence. And Jesus says God's kingdom will not be won through violence. So the three images to think about during this week to reflect upon are Jesus as prophet who calls us back into right relationship with God. But Jesus knows that we are going to fail at doing so. And so Jesus is the priest who does what we are unable to do fully for ourselves, and that Jesus is the true king, the one who will bring God's kingdom of justice, righteousness, and mercy into the world. Amen.